That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's week 11, and so we are knee-deep. I can't believe how knee-deep we are in this fantasy season. We got a lot to go over, uh, talking about this past week, and a lot to look forward to this week. We're getting into the crucial time, so make sure you get your pen and paper ready. We got you covered. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Fantasy. You know, the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. There, there it is indeed. Like I said, it is week 11. We got a lot to go over. Let's get the introduction started. Welcome to the studio. He's right in your face. Fred Legesta Reyes. Welcome in, my friend. Yeah, baby, just killing all my all my fantasy leagues. I'm doing a great right now. Big waiver wire week. Got four more teams in the bye. I am ready and get prepared for the Chester sacks. I got five items already. Still going. All right, the sack is growing. It's it's getting ready to explode. All right, let's also welcome to the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Welcome in the studio, friend. Wow, I didn't know that the Jester had five things in his sack. You might want to get that checked out there, bro. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a little uh, extra. <laughs> but much like Freddie, I'm very happy. I do not want you to check out my sack, but I'm very happy that it's week nine. And I, too, am having a little bit of success in fantasy football right now. Yeah. I can't wait for some waiver wire. Yeah, some of us might actually, like, be on a podcast we were certainly playing like it that's for sure um speaking of all right so just real quick before i bring in doc and we pay all the bills and all that last week like i started out tuesday with the story of de fantasy defeat so tonight i'm going to satisfy you with a tale of fantasy victory so oh, last give me satisfaction oh so last night give so first of all we talked about Sunday. Um, on Sunday, we had a conversation. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. just to pick up Geno Smith, right? That was like the first thing I did. Got up earlier, sitting there on the waiver wire, boom, right? Boom, fifth QB on the week. Okay, paid off. Did a great job there, right? No problem. Still, no matter what, it comes down to Monday night again for me, right? So here I am. I have James Cook um, a going against Tyler Bass who has already a five-point lead in a non-PPR league. Now, that means every time Tyler Bass kicks a field goal, that's 30 yards, like James Cook got to get, right? So if he don't get in the end zone, I'm already like, I'm done. So back and forth, y'all watched the game last night, the back and forth, the back and forth. All of a sudden, I find myself with, hmm, it was roughly about three, four minutes, whatever the Bills' final drive was, I'm down by three. That's 30 yards. I'm like, there's no way this is happening because, like, they have to throw the football to tie this football game up. But my boy from the U, Kenny Dorsey, said, listen, these motherfuckers going to fire me anyway, bro. So what we're going to do is I'm going to just run the football with James Cook just so your fantasy team is going to get that W. Thank you, Kenny Dorsey. I appreciate you putting a job in front for my fantasy team to pull out that W. Thank you, my friend. Oh, God, this is nothing better. I, I seriously shot up and ran around like the Dolphins won the Super Bowl last night. Mary Jane was like, oh, my God, you're, you won? I was like, yeah, I won. That's right. So I'm you won, about. and the poor man lost his job. <laughs> oh, I again. And, and I know who he played yesterday, Justin, so hear this out. This fool goes and starts. Uh, who do you start? Uh, oh, the Washington Redskins defense against who the hell they played, bro? Yeah, the Seahawks. 
Right. With must have not known that Chase Young and Montez Sweat just got freaking traded. It made it fun to watch Gino go off at the end of that game and then watch his his points just go dwindling down. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Good, You're out of here. All right, listen, we got the medical professional waiting on us. Let's not waste too much time. Real quick, <laughs> go to TSSFantasy.com. My rankings are up just yet. The boys will be in soon, so just make sure you go check those out later this week. Also, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. Double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook, same deal. Lots of great promos. Check us out there as well. Fantasy bling for your fantasy champion. Look no further than Pro-Am belts. All right, let's get Doc in. Top of the house call. What's up, Doc? The doctor is in. Sorry for my lag. Welcome in, my friend. It is week 11, and we are getting down to the nitty-gritty. We had some injuries happen over the weekend. We got some guys maybe coming back, hopefully, this week. What's on the house call tonight, my friend? A lot is on the house call tonight. We'll start with Deshaun Watson. We spend a little time on him most every week. So he injured his ankle in the first half of week 10. But good news for all three Watson owners out there. He was back for the second half. Now, it's noteworthy. He was wearing a walking boot after the game. And so that's always going to attract a little bit of attention. But he said today, Tuesday, that he expects to play on Sunday. So I haven't seen anything medically that should knock him out. That's probably better for y'all segment. You know, I'm not sure if he wants to be out there, but at least the words coming out of his mouth say he does plan to play on Sunday. Moving to Derek Carr. So he's in uh, concussion protocol after a big hit this weekend. And it initially had people watching both his head and his shoulder. Um, there's some reports out there that were saying he say sustained an AC sprain. So remember a couple weeks ago, an AC separation is what cost Anthony Richardson his season. Uh, but even those AC sprain reports are saying it's mild and it shouldn't limit him going forward. So again, Derek Carr probably spared at the shoulder, but he is in concussion protocol. Good news, though. Saints have a week 11 bye, so expect him to clear protocol by week 12. Jalen Hurts. So the commissioner asked if he was going to play this weekend. I'm going to answer that question and just say, yes, I'm expecting it, especially because he's coming off of that week 10 bye. With that in mind, though, I haven't re-entered him in my lineup. Until he gets rid of that cue, I've still got the commander Sam Howell playing. Um, but I, I am expecting to bump Jalen Hurts back up into my lineup in the next couple of days. Uh, again, we haven't seen him miss meaningful time or any time, I don't think, this season. So a little knee boo-boo is not going to keep Hurts out of this week. Sam Howe's not a backup, by the way, Doc. Just wanted to say. Go ahead. Go ahead and miss your commissioner. I said Sam Howe, not a bad backup, I must say. Good job. Thank you. Appreciate that. So Taylor Heineke uh, sustained a minor – Probably a grade one, but I haven't seen that designation. I've just seen minor uh, hamstring injury in the fourth quarter of week 10. So the Falcons as well have a well-timed week 11 bye. I expect him, if it is just that minor grade one strain, to be medically capable of returning for week 12. Uh, now, interesting note, Falcons coach Arthur Smith did say he's not naming a week 12 starter until after the bye. So beyond the medical impact, this may be a loss of confidence in Heineken. So he may be able to go, but not get the starting nod. Speaking of quarterbacks who may be able to go without getting a starting nod, Mac Jones was benched again for the week, uh, week 10 loss, right? Uh, now Belichick, Bill Belichick, excuse me, is not disclosing who his starting quarterback is. So it's another topic for you guys. It's beyond the scope of this. Uh, he did have x-rays. Jones had x-rays after the game. Not sure on what. He's calling it a bruise, but – Undisclosed body part, as far as I know. Um, no additional details. Week 11 bye gives us an extra week to speculate, but Jones may have lost that vote of confidence. I believe in class, um, you let you taught us that's what we called the ego bone was bruised. So, okay. So, Alexander Madison um, is in the concussion protocol, which is particularly costly if he doesn't clear it quickly because. The Vikings are struggling now with Akers out, too. I mean, I don't know who's left in the backfield there. It's, it's going to be a very lean backfield. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson briefly exited Sunday's game with a back injury. 
Beer turned. Everything's come back negative. He's got a week 11 buy to fully recover. So I don't think we're going to see uh, Stevenson limited at all as we move into week number 12. Garrett Wilson was seen on the sideline with the athletic trainers this past weekend. Um, but the only remarkable piece of this is how much the Jets struggled with him briefly on the sideline. So we'll let Freddie talk about the impact there of, of Wilson's brief absence. Um, I don't think it's anything. And I don't even think it's going to earn him a Q designation. So Garrett Wilson should be good to go for this coming week. Moving on to Michael Thomas. So he suffered what we now have heard of as a fairly significant knee injury. We don't know what structure. We just heard Coach Allen say it was, quote, fairly significant. That seems to be the report all over the place. They've got a week 11 bye. But with a fairly significant knee injury, I don't see one or two weeks of rest taking care of this. I would not be planning on him for week 12 and perhaps beyond. So start looking for somebody else to replace Michael Thomas feeling the lineup. Gerald Everett. So he's considered day-to-day -day with a back injury after departing Sunday's game in the second half. Nothing uh, specific to report on him. Just stay tuned probably to Brian's segment later in the week. Keenan Allen sat briefly on Sunday with a shoulder injury, but he did return. So great news for Allen owners. He's now listed as day-to-day -day as well. And lastly, we'll wrap up the house call with Jamar Chase. He's been dealing with a lingering back bruise, uh, but not playing isn't an option given T. Higgins' status. So Chase is going to go, even if he's not 100%. He only did have six targets, which probably speaks to the significance of that injury, right? Uh, but regardless, he's going to play week 11. And then the last thing on the house call, Freddie, if your sack is still growing, you need to get some medical attention, my friend. <laughs> Especially after four hours. All right, Doc, we appreciate you being in. Uh, we will see you next week. Well, next week, by the way, Thanksgiving week. So lots of great stuff for next week. We appreciate you. Um, we'll have to have do something fun for Thanksgiving. We'll figure that out. All right, my friend, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you next week. You guys. All right, guys, let's get on to our weekly leaders. Well, speaking of some weekly leaders, let's get on with it here. Let's talk about our QBs real quick. Dak Prescott, numero uno on the list, 38 points. Justin Herbert, 29.4. Josh Dobbs, what a great damn story, 25.1. Sam Howell, another great value going into the season. Doc just mentioned him, backup for Jalen, 24.2. And big... Deal, Geno Smith. I didn't couldn't think of a nickname for him. Came up huge for me um, this week, number five on the week. Fred, anyone on this QB list or anyone a little bit outside the list that you took note of as far as a leader this week? I, I'll stick with this list. Um, obviously, we knew Prescott was going to do good. He plays the damn Giants, um, but it's, it's got to be Dobbs. I mean, uh, what what kind of value you get? When you're when you're you you think your 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 season's over, you lose your quarterback, you give up a six round pick, and this man comes in and just wins, just wins. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's got to be the greatest story. If he takes him to the playoffs, I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, if you lose Kirk Cousins because this is a contract here, are you really too worried if he takes you to the playoffs? We might something we might have something good here. So it was definitely uh, Dobbs, man. Much respect to him. I love the way he plays football. I've been been watching Minnesota just because of him. For the respect of this guy as a journeyman QB, goes to Arizona, and quite frankly, uh, you know, a friend of mine had said, well, you know, Arizona's just tanking the season. I mean, why Colt McCoy's decent, you know, Colt McCoy and didn't sign anywhere. But um, I thought I was totally on board with what my friend was saying. Like, yeah, 100%. Now, here come the Cardinals, like, actually winning a few. They're in the into these games all of a sudden because of this QB. And then, you know, he gets traded. <laughs> Maybe they are actually retaking. No, but Kyler Murray gets back. So they trade him to get some value for him. He goes to a team for like first game. Don't know nothing. Don't know the guy's names. He's doing it. Second week, he does it again. And the Saints D is good. Like, I hate to tell everybody, no, that was a good defense. Um, he performed very well against. I mean, it was my starting fantasy defense. And all I kept saying was, I'm not cursing him out, but really, um, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I mean, if if 
I wasn't going against him this week. All I kept saying was, what a great story this guy is. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and to be a journeyman QB and may, may have finally found a home, maybe. Who knows? I mean, it's just exciting all the way around. Really, really hype for them and, and hope that continues on. Um, let's go to the running backs. Justin, unless you had anybody you want to shout out, but I'm going to go to the running backs. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. I believe someone had him on their ultimate DFS lineup. And um, yeah, 27.7 points for the week. Great job by Ryan Robinson. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, another great night. We kind of knew that was going to happen, though, with against this Chargers defense. Um, 26.2. Devin Singletary, 23.1. Oh, my goodness. Austin Eckler, 21.5. Um, and Jamal, or excuse me, Javonta Williams. I was about to say Jamal. Javonta Williams with 21 uh, points against that Bills D last night. Um, what do you think, Justin? Anyone on the leaderboard you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I just want to say that the Lions, you know, they're, they've got the run game down. Both Gibbs and David Montgomery were RB1s this week. Mm -hmm. um, Devin Singletary, obviously a surprise, 161 yards and a TD. And then Javonta Williams finally returning. I mean, gosh, damn, dude. This guy's been out for, it seems like, two seasons with how much value he had in fantasy for a little bit. Uh, I do want to add to the Josh Dawes conversation because I want to say this real quick. Arizona traded a fourth-round pick to Cleveland for this guy and they ended up getting a sixth round pick back and he's gonna take this team this minnesota team to the playoffs mm. come on now if you're arizona i'd at least ask for my return back you saw what this man did <laughs> come on now that's just bad business right there but it's arizona i should figure that um i should expect nothing less they're terrible when it comes to trading um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise everybody kind of checked the boxes, you know, Singletary was an outlier. Brian Robinson had his second, his second RB one overall week on the season, a guy we, nobody was really talking about too much. You know, everybody kind of just thought, you know, it's Washington. They may get a running back next year. No, I think they got their running back now. I think Brian Robinson is a solid guy. And then, you know, uh, one last guy I want to talk about is Jalen Warren because he outperformed Najee Harris last week. And once again, on less touches. Yeah, he's, he's just been, more explosive. He's been, I apologize. I wish I was one of the smart people who had all the stats in front of him. But there, I heard it on another podcast, but I heard that there, he's leading the league in some kind of stat with his per touch per yardage or something with Jalen. Yeah. You know, some of his efficiency rate. I apologize. I don't have the stat, but whatever it is, he's leading it. So, um, you know, again, is that a product of having a little bit of Najee? Maybe this is more of a Kareem hunt, uh, uh, Nick Chubb type situation. I mean, the way the, now again, they haven't played like that all year. It just so happened this week. They actually, they both ate this week. They both look good actually watching that football game. Um, so maybe that's the the Steelers formula of success found a little bit of identity in this offense to run the football, play good defense and win football. That'll win football games for you. So, um, yeah, we'll see going forward. Definitely interesting to watch that going for sure. Um, and yeah, <laughs> at least, you know, what Arizona should have done to your point at least should have been an incentive-based trade. Say, hey, listen, if this guy takes your ass to the playoffs, I want a fucking second-round pick coming back. You know what I'm saying? To your point, that's exactly what I would have did, you know. But maybe at the same time, they were thinking, well, you know, this is like free free money. You know, we want a little bit. You know, we're just throwing a little bet in here, you know, like whatever. Yeah, but, but you already lost on the deal because yeah, you traded a fourth-rounder, you know what I mean? Like, I am you didn't even you. get what you what you originally threw out there for. Yeah. Who knows? You made an incentive lace trade like that. It, you know, you might have gotten big-time return the way this kid's playing right now. So, you know, who knows? But anyway, interesting to say the least. All right, let's go on to the receivers um, this week, Keenan Allen. Oh, God. Cold-ass honky. 40.5, numero uno. And I don't have that stat, Justin, but he's been number one quite a few times uh, this year. So, great year for right now for uh, Keenan Allen. C.D. Lamb, number two, 39.5. He also came out and said he is the number one receiver in the league. Brandon Cooks finally showed up, 32.3. Amon St. Brown doing his sun god routine with 30.5. 
and Big Mike Evans. Man, shout out to not only Josh Doss, shout out Baker Mayfield coming out. You've been playing oh, some yeah. football. Got Mike Evans on the other end, 26.3. That's our top five. Fred, any of these guys you want to shout out in the receivers? Brandon Cooks, you saved me this week, bud. I picked him up just like Jason did earlier. I was like, man, I need somebody. I have no Kelsey. I had no Waddle. I had no Herbert. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? So let me pick up Brandon Cooks. Shit, they're playing the Giants. They got to get some catches. My man comes up with nine receptions, 173 yards, a TD, 20 yards per reception. Well, 19.2. But boy, did he save my butt this week with the big-time victory. Brandon Cooks, good for you because you're a damn good receiver, and they should definitely utilize you more out in Dallas. So this week, I finally decided to bet a little for once. I don't usually bet. I was like, you know what? We're doing all this betting and hearing all this advice. I'm like, let me do something. And you know what bet I put in? I listened to our boy, the PSR, the homegrown props, who said Rico Dottle guaranteed last TD. And I'll be damned if that didn't hit. Uh, So good job. Big shout out to the PSR guy. That was nice. Um, nice little payoff. But then those little prop bets come up, boy. And and speaking of that game, it's how disgusting is it? Like the the two games combined with the Cowboys and the Giants, it's like eighty something to like seven. <laughs> That's horrible. Dude, how, how are what you that? Like that, bro. I you know what? I was gonna text you actually that Sunday and say, hey, I apologize for saying all that about the Jets being Pop Warner, because damn, that look. Big time, like Pop Warner to me. I yeah, just that was fucking brutal, dude. That was awful. Like they said, man, losing losing messes with a lot of teams, and they were all Ooh. arguing on the sideline. I was like, I was like, I was coaching kid football again. Like, yo, shut up. Oh, yo, like, the wide receivers arguing, like, oh, they got the word back. It was bad. All right, let's go tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, 30.4. Trey McBride is here, and he's got Kyler Murray. It ain't been since the 80s, they said, that the uh, tight end uh, was the uh, leader in uh, receiving yards for the Arizona Cardinals. Went over 100 yards, Mr. Trey McBride, 21.1 points. George Kittle, 20.6. Dalton Kincaid, wow, this guy is coming out, 16.1. And Tyler Conklin, actually, this week with 14 big points for the tight ends. Anyone you want to shout out here, my friend, Justin? Yeah, of course I got to shout out the wild man, George Kittle, America's tight end. The man is just an absolute animal. I mean, he was going up there and catching ball and not even like no problems with a receipt with a defense coming right in on his ribs. Doesn't care when the 49ers are playing their type of football. Ain't nothing stopping George Kittle, but I also want to say Trey McBride, goddamn son, way to show off for Colorado State because now people are going to be looking at some of those smaller schools for some of those products because he is really putting in work in Arizona. This is two weeks in three weeks, uh, two out of the three last three weeks where he's gone over 100 yards. He's putting in work. Kyler obviously likes him. Hey, that tight end position, we always say it, it's a wild card. It's a fucking wild card. And guess what? If you went out two weeks ago and got Trey McBride on your team, you're looking pretty damn good right now. Yep. And if he's sitting on your dynasty taxi squad, you're also looking good right now. Yeah, With CJ Stroud in the background, chilling. Shout waiting. out to CJ Stroud, boy. What a game. Yeah. Wow. Big game. Listen, and a big shout out to me, actually. I, I'm going to, we were just talking about that Jags uh, 49ers game. Remember when oh. I said how the Jags are going to upset and it's going to be a good game? I, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Though. Dude, oh, don't no, yourself no. too much. Don't beat yourself up too much about was that it, one. Nobody minutes. saw that one coming. That was, I was like, the jet. It was like the Jags were back to playing like they played in the '90s, and the 49ers were just back being who they have been all year. Um, that was insane. I couldn't believe what we were, I was looking at. Um, all right, let's go to the defenses. Speaking of 49ers, numero uno this week, they were 20 on the week. 
Colts 16, Browns 15, Ravens 14, Bucks 13. I just want to also say Dalton Kincaid, man, he is like we've been told we've talked about him all off on the summer, and it's starting to come to fruition. Maybe a little bit of Dawson Knox take out, but damn, he is basically their number two right now. Um, look how wide open he was last night. I was like, damn, uh, don't get no better than that. And he also missed him um another time, or I'm sorry, I didn't miss him. He decided to run it in. He had him going in the corner and could have thrown him another one. So um, that's good news for Dalton Kincaid owners. Um, and speaking of that, Justin, you, you mentioned, that's the other thing I was cursing myself last night. You know, I was talking about James Cook, and you mentioned Kincaid to put him in my flex. And that's exactly what I said to myself when he scored that touchdown. Like, damn it, put Kincaid in your flex, you stupid ass. So anyway, all right, let's. It probably <laughs> didn't work out too bad. I mean, with with the amount of yards that uh, Cook got, he probably actually had more points than Kincaid. I, I didn't end up looking, but he ended up having a decent night. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it ended up working out. But it was just, you know, especially he scored that touchdown early. And it would have made me relax earlier where I'd been like, okay, I'm good. Where where I had to wait the entire fucking game to finally feel the elation of a, a W. All right. Uh, let's go on. We're going to talk. About, we talked about our leaders. Let's talk about the guys that didn't. Uh, show up so well. We'll talk about some flops. Thank you, morons. Do anything right. They did their best. Flip flops. Flip flops. They did their best. Flip flops. Calm down. All right. Let's talk about some floppers here josh allen well it was so funny because you know I, be, I listen to all these podcasts sports podcasts when i'm driving around during my day and i'll be damned if they, they all didn't say on monday well so and so is number five but i can i'm pretty sure josh allen's gonna bump him down well no he ain't bumping no one down he's 15th this week um not looking very good at all lamar jackson was 16th uh, going against a tough browns d uh, Will Levis, 26. Derek Carr, he got hurt. He was 30th. And Trevor Lawrence, 31st. It's crazy this week that, I mean, and now in the in the receivers a little different. But for the most part, the halves did what they were supposed to do. And the have-nots, well, they were have-nots pretty much. Um, so we can probably just going to skip the QB part. Because honestly, Trevor Lawrence ended up in a buzzsaw. Derek Carr got, you know, hurt. Will Levis kind of is what he is. I mentioned that the first day. Um, that he came out and everyone was like, I said, don't taste the dragon. Um, you know, let's see how this kid plays out a little bit. I think that first week was maybe more of an anomaly, especially the way this Titans offense is set up. Um, so you, I expect him to be, you know, more of a cube bottom tier QB two going forward. Um, and Lamar, tough D, Josh Allen. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Running back position. Let's talk about that. Joe Mixon, 27th. 22nd james cook ended up 23rd in ppr Brees hall 28th aaron jones 32nd saquon barkley 38th uh travis Etienne. i was surprised but ran to that bus all 49ers 39th uh tony pollard 42nd madison 44th and derrick henry 48th believe it or not just anyone on here um caught your eye um i mean Brees hall and that's just because it's it's really apparent that if they don't fix something with Zach Wilson, that he's just not going to eat because everybody is just looking at Brees Hall. Like the Raiders even said it. We're just here to slow down Brees Hall. And if Zach Wilson does anything, it's okay. We'll compensate for that. We'll get we'll get after it. But uh, the reality is, is it's the offense right now is just Brees Hall, Brees Hall, and Brees Hall. So if they can slow down the run, they can stop him from getting in momentum on the passing game, then it's pretty much they've locked it all up. So, you know, I, that's one thing that worries me because, you know, he's somebody who I invested a little bit in and it looked good all the way up until these last couple of weeks when people have just figured out, hey, stop Brees and you're good to go. Bench Zach Wilson. We are on show like. Yeah. Why haven't that? Why have why didn't they call Carson Wentz? Why haven't why didn't they make any kind of move? I just yeah, don't you got Trevor Simeon sitting there. Right. They could have went all out for him. I, I think the thing is though, Aaron Rodgers unfortunately has you fucking handcuffed right now because he's all don't sign anyone. I'm coming back in December. Bitch, I hope you come back for that Miami game. Yeah, we need him back, but, but don't come back, 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 back in the playoffs. 
I pray he's come back for that. That's the, that's the thing. You go out and you get somebody, and they know their place when it comes to Aaron right. Rodgers. So right. then you get somebody and you say, hey, Aaron, it's not working. Robert Sala has to be the adult in the room and say, it's not working. He's always coming out. He's a nice guy. He's coming out. He's saying the right things. But the reality is, is you know he can't be thinking it's okay. You know he can't be thinking that. You need an asshole sometimes. Like, yo, that's it, bro. Unfortunately, I'm not the that football expert that can go into a, a line and the talk about their offensive line but to me i feel like that's where this team lacks a lot and not necessarily in the pass protection i feel like that's the kind of guys they've set up for where they have these pass protection offensive linemen that are there for aaron Rodgers to pass protect for him they're not built to push people downfield with a running game that should be your identity, however. That's what the Jets should be right now. A run-heavy, play great defense, of a la Pittsburgh Steelers, what they're doing with Najee and Jalen. Like, why isn't this Jets offense doing that? Kenny Pickett, hate to say it, I mean, maybe is a, a hair above Zach Wilson. I mean, come on now. He's not all that much better than Zach Wilson. I would I mean, take Kenny Pickett in a heartbeat over Zach Wilson. Well, I'm I mean, sorry. I'm just, I'm, he can move the ball downfield. Like, it's Zach Wilson, you get the ball in his hands, you cannot trust him to go five yards with it. It's just uh, – no, you're okay. I, I regret everything I've ever said about Zach Wilson that's been positive. Trust, I love everything. Listening. Trust me. All right, let's go. Let's go the receivers. Dude, this is going to be interesting. With the, there's with the a, yeah, there's a lot more receivers on this list. So I just went from 23rd because some of the guys that were, that were higher – I mean, 23rd isn't that bad, but for Christian Kirk, I felt that was kind of bad. Zay Flowers, 28th. Jordan Addison, 33rd. DJ Moore, 34th. Thielen, 35th. Um, Gabe Davis, 36th. Chris Godwin, 37th. JSN, 38th. Jerry Judy, 53rd. Here's where it gets interesting. Stephon Diggs, 54th. That's my guy right there. 56th. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 58th. Christian Watson, 64th. Jacoby Myers, 65th. Calvin Ridley, 69. And this nice. was a surprise with Malcolm Brown being number 70. We talked about Kyler Murray being back, but he decided to go to Trey McBride all day. Uh, but, Fred, anyone in here um, grabbed your attention? You, know, you want to shout out? Yes, Stefan Diggs. And this is getting ugly out mm. there in, uh, in Buffalo. I mean, mm. his brother is tweeting out for him saying, we got to get him out of Buffalo. And, you know, and when your brother, you know, if it's like they said, in the, I was watching earlier, you know, if it's a regular random fan, family member, you got a superstar brother, cornerback that plays for Dallas, tweeting out, my brother needs to get the hell out of Buffalo. And then if you look at the last four games, he's got 58, 70, 80, and 34. That's your number one receiver. I mean, it, it, it's not looking good. I think he's going to push for a trade soon. Buffalo is in trouble. They're five and five. Yes, they play a lowly Jets team with Zach Wilson right now. And right after that, even if they win that game, they can go mm. to five. They play the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. That is tough, tough, tough to win against them teams. I mean, they got to figure it out. And I don't think it was all Ken Dorsey's fault, to be honest. He's just a scapegoat. Last night felt so good. Not, not only the fantasy victory, but Man, for the America's team, what a great ending last night. I was like, man, this could not be any better, bro. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Bills. They're definitely reeling right now. Uh, but, you know, it makes me a happy man. Um, did you have something to add, Justin? Oh, no, I just wanted to say Calvin Ridley is a huge disappointment. Oh, this is a guy goodness. who was skyrocketing up boards. Everybody mm. in the industry decided to hitch their freaking wagon to this guy. And he, and to a point where in single QBs, he was drafted like late first round. It was kind of getting ridiculous. Laid a complete fucking egg and it's continued to be so miserable and terrible. Hey, guess what? Whoever got Christian Kirk in the seventh round, he's loving every second of it because that boy is putting up 20 points like it's nothing. Calvin really should really be starting to take notes on what Christian Kirk does right because I think that this guy. I think that they really shit the bed and sign in this guy. Hadn't played in two years. 
We saw what it did to Deshaun Watson. I don't care if it's gambling or massages or whatever it is. It's not football for two years, man. You're going to take a little bit of time to get acclimated. Now you put in the fact that he's going to be 30 next year. Uh, clock right. is ticking. Clock is really no. ticking. Thousand percent on that. Now he did prove a, prove them right in the beginning. It was like, oh man, maybe I'll just and then all of a sudden it's just been yeah, and that was it after that. Forget yeah. about it. Um, all right, tight end positions. Uh Logan Thomas 13th, Sam Laporta 15th, Mark Andrews 16th, um, Kyle Pitts 18th, Evan Ingram 21st, Taysom Hill 25th, and Cade Otten 34th. So I hope you didn't chase the dragon with Mr. Otten. At all. All right. Um, I wanted to just throw this out there because I've been wanting to bring this up for a minute. Um, I wanted to show um, our predictions from the summer. I don't know. Fred has it's funny how Fred disappears now. I wanted to show our predictions from the summer and kind of see where we're at. So I'll wait for Fred's. But let's look at kind of see where you're at. right now, Justin. You got um, you got the Jets win the ASE. So eh. Uh, Jack's good. Ravens right now. Good. Chargers not winning the AFC West. Um, so not no good on there, but we got the Chiefs at least in the playoffs. Bengals, I think are on the outside, but they're still a little close. So, uh, and the bills kind of the same situation, um, in the, um, NFC, you got the Cowboys. Um, so, uh, you know, a little flip flop there with your NFC East. Saints are, um, I th- are they in the, who's even winning that division right now? <laughs> I, I think it's a coin toss right now. <laughs> I, think, I think they're going to play a game of rock, paper, scissors to decide the winner of that division. <laughs> That's awful. I have a football podcast. I don't even bring this up, and I'm like, I don't even know who's winning the division. Uh, Vikings, uh, not a bad, I don't know if it, well, the Lions obviously are, are right now in there, but the Vikings are in the playoff hunt. Um, obviously, Niners a good choice. Um, Packers right now on the outside looking in. Seahawks, however, in the wild card spot um, as well. Man, I just want Freddie to get the on. Sa- the board. Saints are technically winning right now with a five and five record. They have okay. sole that possession was- of the NFC South. There we go. There we go. All right. So, all right. So you're still doing okay. I, I let's look at let's look at your boy though. Look at your boy right here. This is about about as pretty close. Now I got the Dolphins. Um, no, no Bengals winning right now. So I was wrong there. Chiefs right now and wild card pretty close. Chargers, Bills, Browns are in. Bills are on the outside. Chargers a little farther on the outside. Bengals as well. The only thing I didn't get right here is adding the Ravens in this wild card in this playoff mix. Um, in the NFC, Eagles, Saint. Look at that. All the division winners across the board. Is this? Um, I think it might be close on the wild cards too now. So NFC looking kind of good. I'm just hoping the, um, you know, the crystal ball, the one at the end is the one that matters. I don't know if we're going to get Fred back. Let's just put, let's just laugh at a second. The Jets, ha, 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 ha. That's never happening. Um, Jags. <laughs> Jags. Okay, so he's got Dolphins in a wild card. Okay, so AFC, not too bad. Um, then the NFC, his only problem is he's got the Giants in at the wild card spot. So, yeah, that's a big fucking no-go. Um, Jordan, it's been, you're not on tonight, but we'll be coming back soon. Not too bad. He's got the Jets in the wild card, which actually might be still possible. Um, Packers winning division. Don't see that. Not sure the Commanders are making the playoffs neither. Um, so I've got a couple of things here and there. So I just wanted to wanted to thought it was fun. Just pull out our predictions from see where kind of where we're at. Um, all right. Just wanted to rub our nose in it. More or less, I wanted to rub what? Fred's nose in it because well, everybody it picked the Jets, and you're like, ah, oh, the Jets fucking suck. I know. I, did. I wanted to say it, but I just I was actually I pulled those up and I was like, damn, I was actually pretty fucking spot on. I was pretty close. But again, we still got a lot of time left, so who knows what this thing looks like? All right, let's hit the waiver wire. All right, so interesting week this week for waiver wires. The the teams on by this week. You got some running backs on the bodies. You got Atlanta. Um, you got Indianapolis. You got New England. You got the Saints. So a lot of running backs, and I'm not necessarily um, a ton of receiver and QB issues here. Um, but on the quarterback side, um, but just give me a QB you want to stream this week, Justin. Let's just do it that way. Um, shoot, you know, it's, it's kind of tough. Be- it's kind of tough because there's a lot of uh, – 
quarterbacks right now, they're, you know, they're not really out there. And, you know, the guys like Tyler Heineke or Desmond Ritter on a bye. So it's, that's a little bit of a tougher situation. I'll say, um, man, if I have to, I, if you still got Sam Howell out there in single uh, QBs, which I hope you don't, but I don't, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, Kyler Murray or Josh Dobbs, and also in that single QB. If you're looking at super flex, um, maybe taking another shot at Tyson Badgett. I mean, who knows if he's if Justin Fields is ready to go. It's still kind of iffy on his situation right now. So he could be a shot in the dark for you. But QB-wise, man, it, that's really a tough one. Because it's like you really would want to say at this point, Jamison Winston, bye. I mean, you could say – I would say Tyler Heineke, bye. I would try and go with Gardner Minshew, bye. <laughs> you know, like, bye, bye, bye. You know what? Maybe – here's another one for you. Do like the commission did. Go get Geno because I know he's going to be in a lot of leagues. Russell Wilson might still be out there as well. Obviously, if you see Dobbs – some solid ball, though. I feel like fantasy-wise, he's played solid. He's played some – Great ball, not for nothing. Um, Mayfield maybe out there could be somebody you might want to stream. Like I said, he's been one of those like solid floor guys that's going to get you that 15 to 18 to 20, somewhere in there. He's not going to get you that 40 game, but he's at least going to get you something to throw in there um, as well. And maybe, you know, like I said, Will Levis could be somebody, um, you know, eventually. But like I said, I talked about him earlier, not seeing a whole ton out of that. Let's go to the running back position. Uh, might be a little bit easier for you. Give me somebody you that you want to pick up out of the running backs. Uh, Rico Dowdle. Um, I know Ty Chandler is going to be the flavor of the month, but I think Rico Dowdle has more of the long-term. Um, Chandler might be a really good guy for one week because he's playing Denver. But, you know, I think that there's something wrong with Tony Paul. Right now, I don't know if it's maybe the fact that he was never meant to be the workhorse back or if he's still got the lingering uh, issues from the ankle surgery. But there seems to just be something that's not clicking there. He's got over 37 carries in the red zone. He's only cashed in on two touchdowns. That's just not a good number if you're starting running back with that kind of volume. Um, So I look at Rico Dowdle as possibly their solution to the Zeke problem. And maybe they go and give him a couple more carries in the red zone, get a couple more touchdowns. Guess what? Zeke was RB22 last week, got, or last year. Guys, he had 12 touchdowns, and he was very viable in fantasy. So I wouldn't be uh, against taking a shot with Rico Dowdle. I think, yeah, I totally uh, concur with that. Um, you know, he's been – I think it's more of the injury thing. And then kind of the same, I think, for Javante. You can see with Javante, he's starting to finally – get his legs underneath him, so to speak, and starting to see him perform better. And I think you'll see that with Pollard as he gets more healthier. Uh, but he doesn't have that explosive that he has that he had last year. That is for it, certain. It was super discouraging that he couldn't do it against the Giants. Right. Exactly. That a thousand true. percent. Uh, but then here comes Rico Dotto and he did it for you. So um, yeah, I can at least very at least the very least seeing a lot more uh handoffs for Rico. Um, in the future, so might see a little bit less for Tony as we go forward. Um, receiver, well, uh, every, uh, so a couple other guys, Keaton Mitchell, he actually had another great um, run for the Ravens. Didn't see a lot of him in the second half, which was odd, and I think um, Coach Harbaugh made mention of it, seemed a little like would they need to get him more involved. So if nobody's picked him up yet, go ahead. He seems to be, I don't want to say like A-chan, but he has that big playability. Um, like HN seems to be. Um, Devin Singletary, if you want to go chase that thing, go ahead. That's your deal. Um, Antonio Gibson seems to be – this whole offense seems to be clicking a little bit more. He seems to be out there in a lot of waiver wire, so maybe something, especially PPR, you might want to look at. And we talked about Chandler as well. Um, you know, he's going to be their main guy. It looks like should be a lot of volume at the very least, um, even though he's not that great of a running back. Volume is key in fantasy, so, you know, could be somebody you want to look out for. Fred, is there a receiver that you want to jump out on the waiver wire for? Keep Brandon Cooks on your list. Pick him up if he's not having him. The Cowboys' next two games are the Panthers and the Commanders. Ooh. I mean, you've seen what just happened against the Giants. So, they're playing two teams, not very good defense. You know, they need the wins. They need to keep up with the Eagles. So, if they figured out that to, to throw the ball to Cooks, it might be having something going there. I was definitely 
I like it. Um, Quentin Johnston out there. Demario Douglas, if he's out there again, had another good week PPR-wise. Um, somebody to look out for. Noah Brown and this connection with C.J. Uh, Stroud. Um, I mean, this whole offense is actually just looks so much fun. I really like the Texans. In fact, the playoffs started today. The Houston Texans will be going to America's team in the playoffs. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. Jalen Guyton, um, you know, always take a run at some point on a Chargers receiver. Um, could see some volume again. Josh Palmer out for a little bit as well. Michael Wilson, again, now that Kyler Murray's back, um, should see a lot more volume in this passing game. So somebody, somebody else, I do have uh, Brandon Cooks down there for Fred. Uh, tight end-wise, I mean, it's still kind of flavors of the month. Um, guys that we've already mentioned. I want to give a shout-out to Michael Mayer from Raiders. He saved my ass. I know it was against the Jets. First touchdown all season, came against the Jets. But, hey, <laughs> he helped me win my game. Hey, that's what. Hey, hey, football aside for the fantasy sometimes, right? Um, some defenses to look out for this week: Lions versus Chicago, Commanders versus the Giants, Chargers. Yeah. Mm. You the just because they play in the Giants. That's yeah, I did. I had to put them up there. <laughs> and then at the end, I had to put America's team this week. Got the Raiders down south, so it might be something I want to look out. I'll be in Washington live Sunday morning. Wake nice. up with the gesture from D.C. Love it. Wake it up in D.C. All right, let's get down with a breakdown. Breakdown. That reminds me of, you ever see, you ever watch Greeny? That boy. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That actually just reminds me of a red bowling ball. All right, let's go to the uh, Thursday night breakdown. The Bengals at the Ravens. Okay, finally Thursday. Wow, I mean, way better than Char Bears and Panthers. That's for sure. Forty. The weather, forty-nine degrees. It does say a chance of rain, which usually means probably not no big deal. Wind three miles an hour. No big deal there. Ravens lead this series 29 to 27. The Ravens won earlier this year, 27 to 24 different teams. The way they look now, <clears throat> Ravens are favored by three and a half. The over under is 46 talking about fantasy wise. The Bengals are 16th versus QBs, 18th versus running backs, 20th versus receivers and 29th versus tight ends. Ravens number one against QBs, number 13th against running backs, Number two against receivers and fourth against tight ends. Fred, guys you like and don't like, and give me your winner. Yeah, what a game, man. Both coming off of big losses. Mm. Like, oh, man. Well, listen, I mean, you got to take everybody here. I, I mean, I know the Ravens defense is tough, <clears throat> but you, they, they, they did just give up a bunch of points to – who did also Was it Cleveland? It's Cleveland. Um, yeah, you got to start all the regulars, man. You got you to keep them going anyway. Um, you got to start Chase. You got to start, um, you know, Lamar Jackson. Um, so, listen, man, whoever your regular starters are for fantasy, you got to start them anyway. And you hope you have that game like you just had, that 33-30, 33-30 when it comes to fantasy. But I'm going to stay up for this game. I'm going to enjoy it. I want to see the NFC North. I mean, it's just a hell of a good football game. They both got a lot to play for. All right. I like it. What do you say, Justin? Yeah, this won't be a movie night for uh, for us over here at the Herrera household. We are going to stay in and watch this game because it is going to be a barn burner. I love that AFC North, man. It is just hard hitting. It is just grimy, and they're putting up points. The Ravens and the Browns. I was at the bar with my buddy. We just watched the 49er game. I was just like, dude, where are you going? Right when they made that pit, right when he like, lofted it up in the air, volleyball fucking – set it up in the air and caught that pass and went straight to the house for that pick six. I was like, oh, my God, the Browns might actually win this game. Then I thought they were going to lose it because the kicker missed the, the extra point. And little did I know he was going to get a chance to redeem himself. But I love this game. I think that you got to put Mark Andrews in. Cincinnati's been terrible against tight ends. You got to put Keaton Mitchell in just for that X factor. You know, kind of like the commission said, He's a little Devin A-chain, and a little Devin A-chain, I'll take that all day long. 
because that's the type of guy who can absolutely wreck the game. And I think that John Harbaugh is not, you know, he's not numb in the brain. He knows when he can have a game changer out there and use him effectively. Uh, Gus Edwards, we've seen Gus eat when Keaton eats. So 100%. I won't go as far as putting Justice Hill in there. On the receiving end, I'm very intrigued by how well Odell Beckham Jr. has been doing these past two weeks. Like, he has kind of been showing out just a little bit. Zay Flowers is always going to get his touches, but it looks like Odell Beckham Jr. is starting to become that guy in the red zone that Lamar loves to go to. Sneaky play right there. Um, On the other side, I'm going to go with Burrow. I'm sitting Mixon because Mixon continues to look like he just – how he always looks. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that you draft high and he always ends up being lower than what you drafted him as. Um, on the receiving end, Jamar Chase, 100%. Tyler Boyd, probably 100% as well. And then, you know, kind of just roll with what you got there. I don't think I'm going to go with Irv Smith Jr. I, I think the commission was bold and said that last week. I don't think I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I said it might be a, I think I saw him too. And, uh, when I was looking for flops, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> how far did you have to go down?" <laughs> down on the list, I was like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, I was like, "He's not really a flop because nobody probably listens to what I say anyway." So, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so who do you like? It? Who's the winner for you in this one? Oh, Bengals all day long. Let's make this AFC Raven. North interesting. Let's make it interesting. Hey, boys, who was I think? Was I the lone wolf with the with the Browns last week? I think so. Yes, I, I think, think I was are. the lone wolf with the Browns, the Browns last week. You gonna make me the lone wolf with the Bengals this week, boys? Not this week. You got Not your boy week. Jordan with Jordan you. Is I'm actually. I was really conflicted because as a, the reason I was actually showing those um, predictions earlier is because I had the Ravens out of the playoffs. And I had the Bengals winning the division. So this would be like you'd think I'd pick the Bengals to go with that. But I just can't. Like there's just something telling me that the, it's just in Baltimore. I know they both come off games. I don't believe in Baltimore. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. But I think injuries and the way this Bengals team has played, I just don't feel like they have enough juice to go into Baltimore. With Jamar Chase still kind of hurting. Um, you know, I don't know if T Higgins will be back or not. I just feel like it's just too much in a short week for them to pull this one off. But again, very conflicted could certainly see the Bengals pulling this game off. All right. Unfortunately, I had dropped my phone, uh, which is what I do on my videos on. And I just got it back this evening, but not enough time to do a Mr. Mallard. He did good, send good. it to me. So I will put it out on shorts. However, yeah. What, what, Fred, I got something to say. Dumbass Sean McDermott, instead of firing Ken Dorsey, fire yourself. You lost that game with 12 men on the field yesterday, messed up a lot of people's pools and, and shit because of the dumbass move that you can't, all three coaches can't find themselves. Count one, two, three, 12 men on the field. Give the man a second chance to kick the field goal and mess up everybody's shit. Thank you for losing the football pool, sir. All right, so Fred, Fred got his little personal dig out, but well, now, now I what I was going to say, because we got a little bit of time to play the quiz show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Get your Google out, Fred, because I'm about to challenge you both right now. Here we go. Top. Five answers on the board. Is he frozen or he's pretending to be frozen? I'm pissed off. He lost me my money last night. <laughs> and accountability is not a, a strong suit of Sean McDermott. Apparently not. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. Here is your first question. I am in the red zone right now. I'm trying to score a touchdown, and I got my QB in the house. I want to know the top five QBs on the season with red zone touchdowns thrown. Well, you know who it ain't. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Whoops. Shit. 
I know it ain't my quarterback. We ain't scoring 11 quarters. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, 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 Lamar Jackson. Shit, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back to my spot. Lamar Jackson. Oh, here we go. Oh. Here, here go the fantasy experts. All right, Justin, well, give me another one. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. I got it. Tush, push, Jalen Hurts. Jay, let's go back. Jalen Hurts. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Are we talking about passing? I know. I think I got one. Whoever gets one right here wins this round. All right, so give me another one, Justin. Justin Herbert. What was he? What number? Justin Herbert is number four. Actually, he's tied on. I was going to say Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott. Unfortunately, that doesn't give us a winner because they are both tied. Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott both have 14 touchdowns on the on the year. All right, I'll give you the rest of them. We'll just call that one a, a tie. Russell Wilson is number one on the what? year, with, tied with Pat Mahomes with 15. Josh Allen, believe it or not, is third with 14, and I just gave you four and five. All right, if you don't know, now you know. Let's go. <laughs> Top five answers on the board. Here is your question. I'm still in that red zone. I love the red zone. I'm looking for the top five targeted receivers in the red zone this year. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. <laughs> uh, All right, here we go. CD Lamb. Oh, CD Lamb. Shit, wrong one again. <laughs> go, Mike Evans. Let me go back, Mike. Am I here? Are you near me? Okay. Mike Evans. Justin, any, any other guy? Tank Dell. Oh, my God. No, it's our receivers. Oh, uh, well, he's the number one receiver on that team. Right? <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. He's really not he's got, wrong. He's got Travis Kelsey on the sack. Jesus All Christ. Right, you know what, Come I, know on. Who I'm, I know who it is. I know who it is. I know it is. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. There you go. I don't even believe this one. Oh, my God. Holy shnikes. Next one wins, bro. Next one wins. Uh, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. This is going to be it here. You ready? Yeah, please. Let's go with... Amon St. Brown. No. Why? 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 Justin? Oh, man, who was this? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to have to... I'm gonna to have to prompt you guys prior when they, before I do these games. Fuck it. I'm just gonna tell you the answers. We'll do there it. There you go, right? Okay, Adams. Wow. Yes, that's number one on the list. Devonta Adams. He is the top targeted receiver with 17. Number two, Michael Pittman with 16. Jamar Chase was 15th. 
uh, sorry, third with 15. And four and five are tied. Jordan Addison with 14 and DK Metcalf also at 14. Damn. So if you don't know, now you know. Now here's a funny one. The funny now I just gave you the target, top targeted guys. Here are the top five red zone caught touchdowns for receivers and not one of them are one of the guys on the top targeted list how crazy is that so Cortland Cortland Sutton is number one with seven red zone TDs Romeo Dobbs is number two with six Jacoby Myers is is tied um with the, at the four third and fourth spot um Jacoby Myers and Stefan Diggs have five red zone TDs caught. So there you go. How crazy is that? This is some crazy little stats to throw out there. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us tonight. That's our waiver wire show. We'll see you on Friday. We're going to break down all of week 11, have all of our fantasy friends along with you to get your lineup set. And don't forget, wake up with us on Sunday morning. We're going to get your lineup set. We're going to give you some betting advice. We're going to do it all for you. So make sure you check us on out. We appreciate you all, and we are out. And I don't have the usher. Right here.